Hey guys, welcome to the number 205 ever episode of Wins Talk with Chase. Uh, I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be giving a slight recap of the Wizards 76ers game, and then also break down the Wizards preview tonight, or also preview the game between the Wizards and the Nets tonight. A lot of things going on with the Nets right now, between Kyrie Irving getting suspended um, for some games, we'll talk about that, as well as their coaching situation. It looks like Ime, suspended Ime Odoka could take the spot. For now, Vaughn is the head coach, and Brooklyn, there's a lot going on. So we're going to break all that down as well. And how will Corey Kispert do in his season debut? Um, he did have a speedy recovery, which is good. They said like four to six weeks. It'll be like four and a half weeks around that uh, time frame for Corey Kispert. So great to see him back in a. In a uh, it's good going to see him. It's going to be great to see him back in a Wizards uniform. And we'll see how also he does in his debut. Can the Wizards uh, move up to back to five hundred? You know, for the first time, uh, you know, in a few games. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow. Share view, and of course, as always, let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off by recapping the Wizards versus 76ers game. Um, you know, I think personally some of the things that stood out is the Wizards players with plus minus. Yes, it is sad to see Demonte Moore. Like, and he had another six assist game. You know, even though he's not even leading the team in assists, he's really making a big impact when it comes to assists. But minus three there. Besides that, everyone else had a positive plus minus. Anthony Gill was inserted into the starting lineup, and he only played 17 minutes, which is one of the least on the team. Daniel Gafford only played 11 minutes as well, also concerning. I don't know if he had some sort of injury, but he put up 10 points in those uh, 11 minutes. But, you know, Anthony Gill is a plus two. It's just, I don't know if he makes his team better, right? And I understand Denny Avdi has had his fair share of weaknesses, but He's been really good from three this year, even though he didn't make a three last game. It was a plus 17 at three blocks last game, eight rebounds, five points. Like, that's an overall productive game. Like, I like to see that kind of game from Daddy, especially when he's a plus 17. And I love to see Hachimura plus 14. He had a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, a block, plus 14. That's the kind of game I want to see from Rui Hachimura if he wants a contract, right? All he needs to do is play his role, and that's get – get some buckets off the bench. That's exactly what he did in this game, but also be a valuable player toward his team because he's been putting up double digits and having an awful plus minus, not really impacting the team as well as you want for a guy like Rui Hachimura, especially for him personally on a contract year, right? But the fact that not only he played well on both sides of the ball, but also it showed in the plus minus, that's very important. Will Barton's been very productive overall, again, so is Daniel Gafford. But that, it's this big three, man. It's Kyle Kuzma, Christos Porzingis, Bradley Beal. So far this season, I would gladly say that Kristaps Porzingis has been our best player. Uh, I say R as meeting the Wizards. Uh, 30 points for Porzingis, 9 of 13 uh, from the field, 11 of 11 from the free throw line. He had 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks. 
plus seven, very productive game. Then just behind him, points wise, was Bradley Beal with 29 points, five assists, didn't have any steals or blocks or anything like that. Plus six, 11 to 17 for the field, six or seven for the line, one of two for three. An efficient night for Beal. He played his role very, very well. But this is kind of one of those games where, you know, the the 76ers were going small ball for a lot of the game without Joel Embiid. This is one of those games. He, uh, Beal was right to kind of refer to Porzingis a lot of the time. Because Porzingis kind of was the number one in this game. Because when you have a 7-3 guy going against a small ball lineup, you can exploit a lot of weaknesses. And that's exactly uh, what the Wizards did. The 76ers didn't have any answers. By the way, I do hope that James Harden is okay. Because even playing with injury, he had 24-10-5 with a steal. Shot very, it's not, not very efficiently, but pretty decent uh, when it comes to efficiency. Um, Tobias Harris outside a really good game. So I think the Wizards overall played a really good game on both sides of the ball. Only 111 points allowed. I guess that is a little much, but, um, you know, 76ers offense is still very dominant. But then on the offensive side of the ball, especially, I think the Wizards are finding a lot of great opportunities, and it led them to victory. I was very happy um, to see all that happen. But who cares about last game when you have another game to talk about? That's exactly what we're going to do. Um, I think we should break down the injuries, of course, because, you know, uh, the injuries are kind of a big thing. They're not quite injuries, but just players being out, period. Like, just put a period in the sentence. Uh, players being out has been, you know, a really key thing, you know, um, right now for the Brooklyn Nets because they have Seth Curry. He's questionable. Looks like he is going to be out for the matchup. TJ Ward, out. Ben Simmons, out. And Kyrie Irving is out for the suspension. I know some of you may be wondering, especially since I am Jewish, what I think of the whole Kyrie Irving thing. I don't know enough about the situation to give my own personal opinion yet. I do not want to make an opinion without proper context. Um, but also, I know some people are saying, should he have been suspended or should he not? From what I've heard so far, it sounds like he should have. But, you know, we all make mistakes. Who knows? Again, I don't know personally enough about the situation. But I did just kind of want to, you know, talk about that real quick. Uh, I, I personally wouldn't give an opinion. I don't want to, you know... Uh, be like, oh, you know, you made the wrong opinion or whatever. I'm just going to, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, I can make a sports opinion all day, every day. When it comes to stuff like this, I'm just going to say, you know, hopefully everyone's, you know, doing the right thing. And I don't know that much about the suspension, but all I know is if you're looking at a Brooklyn Nets team right now, that's two and six, uh, really struggling on both sides of the ball, if you really think about it, especially defensively, three-point uh, three point shot defensively. Um, this is not good for the Nets and not good for Kyrie Irving's legacy at all. As it seems, he hasn't played more than 54 games since 2019. Like, this is this this is a problem if you look at the Brooklyn Nets considering the amount of talent that they do have. Uh, but I just can do want to say a quick word about that. And as, as I may have said this already, but DeLon Wright is out. Um, also for the Wizards, when you look at the starting lineups, it's going to be the uh, same as usual for the Washington Wizards with Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Anthony Gill, Kyle Kuzma, and Kristaps Porzingis. For the Brooklyn Nets, however, you know there's a lot of moving, uh, you know, a lot of moving parts here with the injuries. But it looks like it's going to be Patty Mills inserting in for Kyrie Irving alongside Royce O'Neal, Kevin Durant. I think they'll probably move Joe Harris. Actually, Marquise Morris or Joe Harris into the starting lineups, and Simmons and Warren are out. It'll be one of Joe Harris or Marquise Morris at the power forward spot. Most likely Marquise Morris and then Nicholas Claxton at the center. So with this, uh, they are not going to have much depth in Nets and maybe rely on more guys like Cam, T- Cam Thomas uh, with their lack of guard blind and, uh, you know, maybe to score Cam Thomas that had a really good summer league game a few years ago um, against the Wizards, if anyone actually cares, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I always like to share, you know, fun facts like that. But my prediction, I think the Wizards are going to get a way to move uh, to 5-4, and 113-106. Starting off with my Coburn's catch, I 
have another Coburn's catcher I'm going to talk about later and who you got when I talk about a specific player. But I think one of my Coburn's catches is force the Nets to come back in the second half. And this was my last go too, but get off to a hot start. Bradley Beal and this Wizards team, they led again at halftime and they won. So the four games they've led at halftime, they've won. The four games they've trailed at halftime, they've lost. I think you got to uh, get ahead at halftime here and force the Nets to come back because they're averaging just 52 points in the second half. 57 points in the first half. So if you could really force their offense to kind of shut down, their second half uh, offense hasn't showed much promise at all to come back. And also the Nets, it's not like they have a lot of talent to come back as well. They still have talent, but without Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, TJ Ward, TJ Ward even could go off, Seth Curry could go off. You know, without all of these guys, you know, especially uh, Irving, you know, one of their most lethal offensive weapons, uh, one of the more lethal offensive weapons the game has, you know, to uh, – to force the Nets to come back in the second half is key because I don't think they will be able to without those weapons. And it also would be great for the Wizards. They're allowing around 54 points in the second half. So if you average that out, they'll probably score around 53. Uh, but statistics do not tell everything. I think the Wizards are going to play really well. Um, you know, if if the Nets are somehow able to come back with Durant after taking, you know, um, a lead, have to get force the Nets to come back by like a huge deficit, like a decent deficit. And if they do, shout out to Kevin Durant. He's Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant will probably do Kevin Durant type things. If they do, if they do come back, it will be because of Kevin Durant. But I don't think this is likely because uh, Kevin Durant actually, you know, does not play well in the first half either. So I think it's more likely the Wizards get off to a big lead. And with the lack of offensive depth, I should say, Brooklyn has. Um, I think it will be harder for them to come back. And as good as Kevin Durant is, averaging 32 and a half points per game this year, I don't think it's going to uh, – I think they're still going to lose. Spread time, Wizards minus three. That's plus three over under 222 and a half. Uh, I like the under. I have 219 points. I do like the Wizards. I'd have the same spread, Wizards minus three. That's plus three. But my over under, I'd have 219. The amount of points I have, I think that's really good about for – uh, for two very probably in a low scoring game, but a game that also show, has offensive talent as well. I think 219 is a very good number for these two teams. Fantasy outlook I have Kevin Durant getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Kristaps Porzingis actually getting 55 to 60 fantasy points. They have been a change. I didn't have that much, but I actually think he is going to have a very good game today. I have Bradley Beal getting 35 to 45 fantasy points, and I have Joe Harris getting 25 to 30 fantasy points. The Wizards haven't done well against like really good three point shooters this year. I'm talking guys like Benedict Mathurin, um, Buddy Heald. I think that's kind of going to continue here with Joe Harris. I think we'll have a decent game. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? Best percentage ESPN has ever had, because I think them giving the Wizards a 56.1% chance of winning is literally as accurate as you can get, giving this percentage a period. The Wizards have been better than the Nets this season, and the Nets are missing a lot of their key players, including Kyrie Irving. But I think this percentage also justifies the fact that the Nets still have Kevin Durant. They still have a lot of talent, and the Wizards have been very inconsistent. You know, they trail by double digits for most of the game against the Pacers. Like, you never know what can happen with that team, considering the players are out for the Nets, but considering they also have talent and the Wizards' um, lack of consistency, I should say. Uh, I think uh, it, it justifies all those things, and I think that this percentage makes a lot of sense. Last but not least, oh, you got. I think Kristaps Porzingis is the key to this game. He has been very good this season, and he's actually shooting 36% from three. He's taking a lot of those looks in the preseason. I was really happy with that, but now he's actually taking them, um, you know, in the uh, in the regular season, and he's making 36% of them, which is very good. He's very good, especially uh, from three uh, three point land for a seven foot three player. Um, but with the Nets averaging, um, 
literally the most blocks in the NBA. They're averaging the most blocks in the NBA so far this season per game. I think the Wizards will have to shoot more threes, and they're literally last in three-point attempts this year. But considering they're decent at three-point percentage and they have guys like Porzingis, uh, I think they will be okay doing that. But I think it's all going to come down to Porzingis to adjust his game. Um, and kind of Beal, too. Beal's been driving in the paint a lot. Hasn't been a great three-point shooter. I think it's going to be up to Beal, mostly Porzingis, though, because he's a guy that is, again, kind of like lives in the paint. I think it would be very big for him to have to adjust and play more on the perimeter so that that paint game can open up. Because once the paint game opens up, I think the Wizards' offense explodes and all the opportunities open up. you got to make sure you shoot the three-ball well. And I think Porzingis is one of the main leaders of that. But this also means other three-point shooters like Will Barton shooting over 40% from three. Denny Avia shooting over 38% from three. And maybe even Corey Kispert is debut or break him down in a second. All these good three-point shooters, I think they need to step up and take their game to the next level as well if the Wizards do want to win this game. But I say take their game to the next level, just do their job because the Nets' three-point defense is also probably arguably the worst in the NBA, 29th and 3-point percentage allowed. So I think Porzingis will have to step up and play along with Beal as kind of that leader of the team to lead the Wizards to victory. I think Porzingis will have 26 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 54% field goal, 50% 3-point shooting, 3-point percentage, uh, 80% free throw, and 2 turnovers in the game. Real quick before we do wrap it up, I do want to break down Corey Kispert. He is making his season debut uh, after an ankle injury. Played okay in his rookie year, 8.2 points. 35% from three, but most uh, as, honestly, at the beginning of the season, um, he kind of struggled, but then honestly, after the All-Star break, he kind of exploded, you know, when he got more of an opportunity with Bradley Beal out, I think it really helped him, uh, it helped him a lot, actually, and it kind of, you know, his ability to shoot, I mean, all of that, he, he just kind of became more of a productive player, I'm hoping that's what we get from Porzingis, I do want to see, I mean, from Kispert, excuse me, but I do want to see his defensive game go to the next level this year, uh, that was something he struggled at the entire season, his offensive game started to get better, and he started to play like a really good role player, I would like to see that kind of offensive play progress a little bit in that category, but also make a big regression on the defensive side of the ball, because that is something he really struggled at, but coming out of college, he was considered one of the better defenders at all in the lottery, and he was very good defensively at college at Gonzaga. So I would like to see him actually t- use those defensive skills and take his game to the next level in the NBA on the defensive side of the ball. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. And of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace. Go Wizards.